This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 36 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have a little departure. We actually were able to sit in on a kind of a brainstorming session with the Monty Roberts International Learning Center advanced students. And we got to hear a little bit about their backgrounds, why they're wanting to become an advanced student, and hear about horsemanship from around the globe. You'll be amazed. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thank you for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month. And I have my producer, Glenn, with me today. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Debbie. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. I, I realize that, you know, I always say that the Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month. And then last month was February, and it only had 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer asked me, when are we putting out the show? I said, well, put it out on the first. That'll be close. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, like, exactly. So I have to kind of like uh, amend my speak there. Uh, maybe I should say the first and the 15th. That's it. That's <laughs> there it. There you go. Okay. Hey, I've heard some fun things that you're you're going to be doing in the near future, and I'd love to share them with Horsemanship Radio listeners. What are you, uh, what are you doing over yeah, there? Yeah, we don't talk about driving too much on this show, but uh-huh. uh, I'm a driver, and I host the driving radio show here on the Horse Radio Network with Dr. Wendy. Ying, who is mm-hmm. one of the few four-in-hand drivers in the world, competitive, and she was uh, shortlisted for the WEG team in 2010, uh, and then uh, she, she, she didn't get on the team, but uh, th- that's quite an honor. There just that aren't is. a lot of females in that world. And we have been asked by the United States Equestrian Federation to host the live coverage of the Live Oak International, which is the largest uh, 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 driving event in the United States. It's here in Florida, about four miles from my house. Yeah. Oh, tough. And it's a uh, it's a three phase event. They do it like ridden eventing. It's it's uh, driven eventing. They do dressage the first day. And then they do marathon the second day, which is this wild and crazy, go as fast as you can through sets of obstacles on a marathon course. And it is nuts. They have water obstacles. They have ditches. And they're taking single horses, pairs, and foreign hands through these obstacles that are no wider than two to three inches wider than the carriage wheels. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Uh, It's crazy. It is just nuts. And they go at a full gallop. I mean, it's just unbelievable to watch if you've never seen it before. I'm shaking my head because I'm thinking, you know, I picture carriage that that's a Sunday stroll and it's not a marathon. Well, on on and dressage it's not day, fast. it's a Sunday stroll, but not on marathon day. <laughs> okay. Your day is marathon yeah. day, though, and, right? Yeah. And we're going to be hosting the coverage. Anybody can watch it. They just go to usefnetwork.com. They're going to have a ton of cameras there and, and doing it in high def. You could put it on your TV if you wanted. And Wendy and I will be doing the narration for the marathon. So And, mar- and the nice part about it is when Wendy has driven singles, pairs, and foreign hands during the show through those obstacles. So she knows what it's like to do this. And she knows all of the we, – we, we've had many of the drivers on our shows, and we know a lot of them. So it should be a lot of fun, and we're going to bring you uh, some entertaining coverage of that. And then on Sunday is the final phase of this event where they take the same horses, and they bring them back in the arena, and they have to do what's called a cones class. And that is a four-speed class where they have to drive through sets of orange cones. The orange mm-hmm. cones have tennis balls on top. And they 
have to not knock the tennis balls off, but they have to go through this uh, course at at a full gallop. Uh, it's a speed competition, and that determines then who finally wins the ultimate competition. We have six four-in-hand teams coming that day. It's the World Championships for singles and pairs and, and uh, in ponies, I think. So, I mean, the, the national championships, rather. So it, there's going to be a lot going on. We have about 60 carriages going to be going through, and it should be a lot of fun. And I, I highly advise everybody on the 21st and 22nd to check out the USEF network. Uh, we'll be there doing our thing. Have fun. All right. That sounds great. This is something that's new we can learn about, too. Uh, most of us don't I'm telling you, if you, have you ever seen the marathon? No. Oh, I'm excited. It's crazy. It sounds <laughs> it's crazy. I want to put crazy. helmets on the horses. I don't, I don't know. You know, I've been asked to do a, be a navigator who's the guy that stands on the back of the carriage, and he navigates, oh. helps them get through all the obstacles in the right order, but also he pulls the carriage one side or the other so they avoid hitting oh. things. And uh, that's a crazy job, and I've turned it down. I, it's just uh, it's just nuts. And and I could not remember how to get through all the gates and all the obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> you have to think and be afraid. Yes, yes, yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. And there are rollovers occasionally. You do see that oh, at this level of competition. I'm, but. I'm picturing like Charlton Heston and chariots. <laughs> it's and pretty much like that. In the, <laughs> yep. So uh, should be fun. Sure. I hope you get to watch it for a few minutes. We'll post on our Facebook page well, yeah. pages okay. too, uh, the links and everything as we get closer to the event. Good. Yeah. Give us links and give us an opportunity. Now it's live, but will it be archived so that if somebody's like, it is archived.usefnetwork.com. Uh, there you yep. go. Okay. All right. Try to see it live. That's really fun. Okay. All right. Well, I, up next, we're going to have a, a commercial word from ifa.com, our title sponsor, and then we'll get into our show. Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts Willing Partners graduate, He's a Sugar Bear. <laughs> you know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios, risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as an Index Fund Advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888-643-3133. Well, we have a different format here today, and this is going to be fun. We're sitting with, um, oh my gosh, there's about a dozen of you all, advanced students at the Monty Roberts International Learning Center. These are the... Um, ladies and gentlemen that have gone through not only the intro courses and some of the preliminary courses but the certification course then passed their intro course exams and then they've been uh, really juried and invited back to take the advanced course and uh, a lot of them are on their ways to becoming uh, certified instructors with a lot more work ahead I know um, but they're they're um, across cultures and they're across languages 
and they're across interests and backgrounds as well. So I'm really excited to introduce them all to you. We're going to be passing the microphone around the room so that you can hear the accents and a little bit about their reason for being here. And then we'll get started with asking some specific questions for all us horse lovers out there. Hi, I'm Anna. Um, I am here to help Denise instructing and I'm f originally from England, um, but I've just come over from Germany. Hi, I'm Porik. I'm from the west coast of Ireland. I'm here as an intern. Um, I want to learn as much as possible as I can about the way Monty does things um, and spread the word. Hello, my name is Denise. I'm from Germany originally, but now I live in sunny California, which I love a lot. And I'm an instructor, and I will do my very best here at the moment to uh, pass on what I've already learned. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm an intern here, and I am super excited to become certified so I can keep teaching Monty's methods in America. Hello, I'm Liz. I'm from Austria. Um, yeah, I'm also an intern here at Flag is Up Farms, and I hope I'll become a certified instructor soon, so I can spread the word in Austria too. I'm uh, hi. I'm Christine from uh, Belgium. I'm uh, an advanced uh, uh, student, and I'm really excited to be here because we don't have yet any people uh, who did the course um, of Monty in uh, Belgium. So I I will be delighted to continue my work. Hi, I'm Nadia from Spain, Ibiza, and I love horses, and in Spain we don't have any instructor, so I like to be a, a first one in Spain who has who an instructor. Yes. Hi, I'm Ellie, I'm from the UK, and I'm um, an advanced student here, and I did the intro course here last year, and just wanted to learn as much as I can. Hi, I'm Sana, I'm from Sweden. And I am here as a student uh, at the advanced course, and I'm here to learn everything I can so I can pass it down to people in Sweden, and not only the horse people, but even other corporate leaders and stuff. I have known about Monty's methods for about 10 years. Hi, I'm Caroline from London. Um, I'm here just because I find it absolutely fascinating and want to keep going. Hi, my name is Melissa. I'm from Canada, and um, I want to keep teaching or learn to teach uh, Monty's methods um, and be the second instructor in Canada. Hi, my name is Carla Conkin, and I'm from northern Canada, the city of Yellowknife Northwest Territories, and I just think Monty's methods are awesome, and uh, I too want to spread the word, and uh, it's just a great, great method, baseline method. Hi, I'm Cecile from the Netherlands. Um, after doing the intro course back in Holland last year, I was really excited to finally come to the real Flags Up Farms, Monty, and really meet all the instructors and learn more about uh, his method. And yeah, my goal is as well to someday become an instructor, hopefully, and bring it back to Holland and anywhere else in the world, really. Hi, my name is Leah. I'm from Germany. I'm an advanced student here. As you can hear that we've had a lot of different reasons that they're here, but mostly it's that they care about horses 
and that some are a bit shyer um, with their languages, but that's okay. My, English is my, my first and about only language, so we really appreciate the feedback that we're getting from um, these people who take these courses completely in English. So um, there's no crutches here. Um, because they're going to go back and teach in English and in their native tongue because English has become such a, a universal language. But it doesn't mean that all the people that they'll go back and work with are going to be able to speak English. So they're going to be teaching these concepts, um, hopefully, most of you um, have volunteered to teach these concepts in um, your native language as well as in English. So I'm proud of that. And I'd like to know a little bit more about um, your horse backgrounds, because I think it's interesting that some people come from some pretty deep horse backgrounds, and some people don't come from horse backgrounds at all, yet these concepts seem to resonate. It may be that um, you are horse lovers from a distance and would like to know more about them, but I think it is interesting that we grow up as a, um, culturally, most of us grow up around carnivores, the dogs and the cats and we understand their motivations and it is fun to live with them. But there is something appealing about um, the flight animal, about the horses. That is different. Their motivations are different. And I'd like to hear a little bit of your perspective on learning the language equus and what you think about horses that way. Yeah, I mean, that was a massive draw to me, getting into Monty's concepts um, and really finding myself within these horses. Um, I My family's not horsey, but I was born obsessed with horses. And from the age of five, started riding and working at my local stables um, and just taking in as much knowledge as possible. Um, and continued on there, I had the privilege of one, the old head instructor, Mayor Horsey, lived just down the road from me, so I got to work with her from the age of eight, which opened me up to Monty's concepts and that there was a better way of treating and dealing with these horses, particularly when I went into the racing industry with the treatment of the horses there. Um, I really could see that difference between the way the horses were trained um, by, say, Maya, in comparison who she did racing with these other training methods. And then when I finally came here in 2007 to help with the Monty Special Training Clinic, that's when I really knew I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and from then on, I haven't looked back. It's just been a great journey. And I think it's, it's really cool to see when you teach people now, watching them take that journey as well, and not just the person, but the horse, um, which we're particularly seeing on this advanced course that we're doing this week and last week. Okay, I started riding um, when I was 10, and uh, just traditional Western cowboy way um, and I studied Pirelli and Clinton and tried multiple John Lyons and kind of studied a little bit of everybody and I met Monty actually in Vegas at Cowboy Christmas in 2011 and we chatted for about an hour and I had no clue who he was um, until we were interrupted by somebody else then I realized he was somebody of importance so I researched him <laughs> and learned about him and then I came and visited the farm shortly after and signed up for the introductory course and and we'll see where it takes me. 
Yeah, I'm not really from a horsey background. My my uh, parents, they do have a farm, so I always was surrounded with um, animals, and I love animals, of course. And as it was really annoying, I also got a horse when I was little. But yeah, besides uh, my own horse, I didn't do very much with horses um, for work. I was always um, stuck in an office. And yeah, but I was always very interested in horses and also in, especially in the natural horsemanship. And when my horse died, I wanted to go back into horses um, a few years, years later. And I was like, nah, either I do it properly or I don't do it at all. And so then I chose to do the Monty Roberts courses. And now I'm here and I'm loving it. And I hope I'll do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, the story is a little bit similar. Uh, it builds up like that. And uh, yeah, well, now I have to go home and uh, I, I, have to, I have to live on a farm and yeah, dealing uh, the work on the farm. And so I want really uh, to work in a good way with horses and in Belgian people, well, they love horses and we have also a lot of horses, but they have not really a clue of, you know, what is horsemanship and how you, well, they don't know what it means, a flight animal. So you see a lot of problems and it's, it's okay. I made also these problems. I did also these mistakes, of course, but I think, yeah, there is a big, a big work to do. So. I hope it it goes in a, a good way. <laughs> um, I've always sort of been horse crazy. Um, I had my own pony when I was younger and then worked with horses a bit as a teenager and then had to get um, a sort of proper job because it didn't pay very well at the time. Um, and so I now train to be a chiropractor and just finished training to be an animal chiropractor as well. So I want to incorporate the looking after the horses physically as well as them emotionally and um, I really like the horsemanship concepts I think most people that have horses really want to do the best for their horses and they don't they think that they are but they don't always know that there's a different way so the sort of communication and education part of it I think is is really important and it has been amazing here I've learned so much from the instructors that I'm looking forward to putting into practice and passing on to other people. Um, I come from just for a reg from a regular family. None of my uh, sisters or, or my parents ever had anything to do with horses, but I have always loved animals and also horses. I was like Anna, I think, <laughs> addicted from the beginning. And I have worked many years as with um, marketing. I major in economics. So I have worked with uh, big and small companies, international companies and Swedish and Finnish companies. and. During these years, you, you kind of see um, the way of people leading uh, the, their staff. And by that time, I also got very involved with, with horses when my, my girls started to ride again. So did I. And I found about Monty uh, through a friend of mine from the States. And when he came to Sweden for the first time to Flöinge, that must have been like eight, ten years ago, I was there. And um, I actually bought my first dually halter before I even bought a horse. But we finally bought our horse of our own for the family, for, the, for all of us to ride. And she was kind of a handful, but with these methods, you could actually manage her really well. And then by the time you, you see also that, that his method works so well 
with horses in corporates, so even in the, inside the family. So um, I have quite many different ideas when I go back, and we'll see where, where it all leads. Um, I've been involved in horses since I was uh, seven years old. My family is not horsey. Um, my mother did have a horse when she was younger and gave it up when she was just a teenager. Um, and I fell in love with horses um, from the early ages. Um, and I've been involved in horses for quite a long time. I did get out of it um, to actually have a real job in finance. And then I went back um, and started riding a little bit and getting into rescuing horses in Canada. And we have a huge need for rescuing horses because of the PMU uh, mares and foals. And so um, I work right now on a rescue farm and a rehabilitation center. Um, and that's why I want to bring Monty's Methods back. Hi, it's me, Carla. Um, I'm the other Canadian, along with Melissa. And uh, I was um, introduced to horses um, through my uncle when I was a kid um, in British Columbia. And we would ride in the mountains, and it just was hooked at that point. Um, unfortunately, my parents weren't into horses, and they said no when I uh, desperately wanted one. So sort of shut down for a number of decades and uh, and then sort of by happenstance I realized that you could still be involved with horses um, even if you don't own them and then I decided that uh, I went from sort of initial exposure to I must learn everything about horses um, as quickly as I can and what's the best way to do that and uh, and it was uh, awesome coming down here because it was actually for a riding course. There was a three-day riding course that was offered a few years ago and uh, and I thought I would take it um, and um, and I came down and the riding course was great but I remember Maya asking if there were any volunteers who wanted to do a join-up and I thought okay I'll go give that a try and I was in the round pen um, I think with Trigger and did the join up and was just oh uh, flabbergasted with the amazing movements of this horse and my relationship with the horse in that context and of course Monty was there as well so it was just he was watching me do this um, well actually Trigger was helping me do this and Mayo was helping me do this but it was an amazing experience and um, my real job is uh, is practicing law and uh, sort of de dealing with the corporate government world. And um, one of the things that was really important to me about learning about this was that it was credible and honest. And beyond that, it's so respectful of the horses that, um, to me, as a learning method, um, it's it's a one so to me that's how there are many methods out there and there's many people to learn from but um, this particular setup to me is the the best type of baseline and can carry you through to um, all sorts of all sorts of endeavors I think in the future so just happy to be here and learning experiencing this um, I don't come from a horsey family either. <laughs> Actually, as a little girl, I was terrified of everything that had four legs or paws. But um, I guess at one point, I did start to like animals more and more. And then when I was 12, my aunts convinced my parents that I was allowed to start riding. But I didn't, you know, I didn't really think I would do anything with it in the future. I just started you know, riding once a week, an English lesson, actually. 
And at one point, when I was 18, I started uh, studying psychology at university. But at the same time, I started doing courses in Monty's methods. And these two went so nicely hand in hand. And by seeing my own personal development during uh, the courses of Monty's method, and at the same time studying psychology, it actually inspired me to um, first do coaching with horses, where you coach people regarding life coaching and team building, leadership development, and you use horses as a metaphor and a way to interact and gain those insights. Um, so when I did that last year, actually along the way, I <laughs> actually got kind of impatient with the people doing a coaching course, <laughs> a coaching workshop. Um, um, then, yeah, I realized I was actually more interested in the psychology of the horse rather than of the person I was trying to help. <laughs> so I was really want to just look at the horse and see what he was thinking and just forget about the person standing next to him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually at the same time when I finished uh, my certification in the coaching, the week after that I had my exam of the intro course. And when I did that, I was just so much more like, in my element, I guess, and realized I just had to focus on that. And over the last year, I also looked at other trainers, tried to be really yeah, as open-minded as possible and see what other methods are there, because Monty's method was really the first I knew. I didn't know anything else, because in Holland, the course I started doing, it happened to be a Monty Roberts course. So at one point I got really confused last year by seeing all these other methods and you know we have Pirelli and Clint Anderson and Chris Cox and but honestly now I'm here and yeah since we started doing this course this advanced course um I really find this is probably the best way for me and I feel most comfortable using Monty's method and I just love coming here now for these two weeks uh, just every day and work with the gentlers and with the starters and yeah, I say feel really comfortable in using his method with it so I do believe that yeah, this is at least for me the right way as well and want to go on with it and teach others in it. Yeah, so I've been crazy about horses like since I was a little kid and so I started riding English writing and there was always a lot of pressure and a lot of yelling and a lot of pushing the horses around and so I stopped riding for like half a year so and then I kind of decided to get back into horses but to do it like in a way that I was comfortable with and I saw Monty on a show in Austria and so I decided to take the courses and I'm studying um, equine management also so this kind of goes along and yeah I'm I've been going back and forth from like okay I can do my own thing to like okay I really need more instruction or I I can try other trainers but then I always come back to this method and that's why I'm here and yeah I actually came here to make one final decision about if this is the right thing for me and so far it's been really good. 
And we'll come back with the second half of our brainstorming session right after these commercials. Um, We're really excited because Sean's Omega Fields company has done something amazing for one of our test horses. His name is Cadillac. And we felt so strongly about it that um, we definitely wanted to bring him on as a sponsor of Horsemanship Radio. And we wanted you to know that it came in that um, order first, is that we were so impressed with this product and with this horse's results that we wanted to have him a part of our um, our monthly shows. What is it about the Omega Fields product? Something's different. Omega Fields uh, was built around a really um, unique and proprietary technology. Flaxseed has been known for a long time to contain rich source of omega-3 fatty acids along with omega-6 and omega-9 fatty acids in in a near-perfect balance. But historically, there was a problem using it. It's high in fat, and when it was uh, milled into a feed product or a food product, it, it would go rancid very quickly. So our company had developed a proprietary technology for stabilizing this high-fat flaxseed to make it usable, uh, give it a long shelf life in a natural uh, environment. We don't use any chemicals or additives to extend the shelf life or anything like that. It's a completely natural process. That's what makes our flax really different. Um, It makes it usable. It makes it nutritious over a long period of time. We guarantee an 18-month shelf life. So Consumers can use it with confidence without it going rancid that, you know, would potentially harm the horse. So quality of manufacture, every single thing in that uh, product, Omega Horse Shine, is food grade. It's made at a food grade facility with great care of product quality. Uh, The stabilization technology makes that Omega-3 nutritional value locked in and usable for a long period of time. So proof is in the pudding, so to speak, that it it really works. You'll see dramatic results in a fairly short period of time. Monty Roberts has been using and talking about CoreGem for four years now. CoreGem is one of the leading suppliers of Brazilian killer bee propolis, both in liquid and cream. As horse owners, we want a topical product that provides superior results for girthage, saddle irritation, rain rot, and all fungal issues, even scratches and ringworm. CoreGem does it all. We also want a product that heals wounds fast and minimizes the appearance of scars. CoreGem does that. Too. And we wanted to regrow hair in affected area and reduce skin inflammation, and Corgem does that. Plus, it contains no steroids, antibiotics, or chloride. It is non toxic. It's even safe when your horses lick it, and we know they will. Used and recommended by veterinarians, breeders, and trainers from all over. Get Corgem today at CorgemAnimals.com. That's C O R I G E M Animals.com. And use the coupon code H R A. N2015. That stands for Horse Radio Network. HRN2015 and get 10% off your next order just because you're a listener to this show. That's HRN2015 at CorrigimAnimals.com. Um, so one of the things that Denise and I talked about that um, I think makes this unique 
is that uh, very few people, at least internationally, get to work with pretty wild horses anymore. That's a difficult thing that to, to find a horse that isn't a baby and domesticated setting and, and all that. Um, I would love to hear your impressions of the gentling pen and the work that you get to do in the advanced course, because this is unique to the advanced course, that you get to work with some wild horses, um, or untouched horses to be more specific, because we have so few wild horses anymore out there in the world. Um, we do have in Las Vegas and Nevada, we do have some of these um, feral groups of horses like the Mustangs, but it's getting rarer and rarer that people can really see the full equus um, that is not being trained in a, a, a nursery setting, a baby horse anymore. Um, and I'd love to hear your impressions of, of the program that Denise has put together to help you through the advanced course and the facilities too. That's pretty unique. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic that we can offer in this course um, getting that hands-on experience with the gentling process. Uh, for me, when I did my advanced course, gosh, back in 2009, eight must have been, um, when Denise was actually interning, um, so we go back away, and that was my first real hands-on experience with gentling. Um, like I said me having the opportunity to work with Mayor Horsey. I'd gotten to do a little bit um, with a couple of wild Exmoors that she had acquired in England, um, but certainly not like this. And yet yeah, the process itself and how it teaches you really to enhance your body language and the subtlety of which we discussed a lot of your eye contact or just that slight raising of the hand, your shoulders, everything about your body that these horses pick up on so well and so subtly that a domesticated horse would, um, particularly the eye contact, um, which is just amazing to see and to learn that. Um, I, after my advanced course, was fortunate enough to buy four wild ponies to practice doing the gentling and then the starting for the exams. Um, and for me, it's been the biggest learning experience um, of dealing with these horses. And I then went on um, to work at a horse rescue where we got a lot of wild horses. And that taught me a lot, sometimes with the environment, which is so brilliant with these gentling shoots, it enables the horse to stay safe and the student um, whereas we weren't always so fortunate at the rescue with these facilities. Um, so it's a really great process how it's done here and helps to keep the adrenaline down for the horse and make it an easiest, uh, easy process as possible for them. Yeah, the facilities here uh, for the gentling the horses, the wild horses, is, are really, really good. Um, again, it's safe for the students, um, safe for the horses. And where I come from, Ireland, we don't, people say we have wild horses, but nothing like what we encountered here. And you learn so much from them. It's, um, you really get so fluent in your communication with horses as a result of dealing with these wild horses. So I can only speak really highly of it. I just can agree because I think here the setup and uh, this farm is like really special for, uh, 
opening a learning environment where everybody can just learn and do uh, great things, but also mistakes. And there is no, yeah, well, we do have like a negative consequence for that. For any mistakes, what you're doing, you have to buy the group donuts. So this is like the worst thing for you, what can happen. <laughs> and I just uh, love that. I, I remember when I got here for the first time uh, to the advanced course, I was actually, I had a little bit of uh, other history before where my instructor was not so nice and we got uh, quite uh, yelled and like really being um, taught to be afraid of mistakes. So I really try to change that around in my teaching, like 100% to allow everything. And it's just learning by doing as long as the horse is safe, the student is safe, and everybody is having fun, because that's why everybody comes here. So to, we all love horses, of course. And uh, to come here and uh, be able to uh, like allow this learning procedure for the students and the horses all together and to see and be part of how amazing it is, like how much uh, this learning curve goes up and everybody just is like stunned by how quickly first horses learn and also what a huge difference it makes uh, every little movement we are doing, how we act and what our inner feeling is if we are a little bit angry or sad and then we don't have so much. Um, yeah, power for yourself and how uh, the horses mirror all that. And I think the advanced course is like the first course where you really are allowed to experience that. And um, so therefore it is just amazing to, uh, like I love the advanced course, I love to teach it and it is like so much fun to see um, yeah, all the other people starting to like love it uh, so much as I do and to see the benefit in it when you actually apply those little tiny things and I know in the beginning in the introductory course we have to be like be quite annoying and we say no now again like stretch your arm uh, lower down a little bit more pull walk to the left walk to the right and now at uh, this level we uh, we can really help with the small, tiny things to understand like the whole picture more. Yeah, and that's just great. It's I love it. I was one of the lucky ones who I actually was working with Mustangs as a child before I knew Monty, and I got my first Mustang at 13. Um, she was just a yearling. I did the Mustang makeover with her in 2008, the yearling edition, where they let minors compete as well. And uh, she has always been my favorite horse. Uh, she's seven now, and I trained her, and she is so much fun. And Mustangs, I think everybody should have a chance to work with Mustang because they really teach you a lot uh, because they're so sensitive to eye contact and every body movement. And um, when you're riding them, if you need to be quiet or if you need to give them confidence, they really let you know what you need. And the gentling pens here are awesome. I wish I had them at home. Um, because they are so safe for the horse and the people working the horse. And it's just an effective way to be able to get everything done. Um, and it, Mustangs are so smart that they do learn really fast. So once you put it in the gentling pen just a couple times, then you don't even need it anymore. Because if you do it, <clears throat> if you do it right, then, then they understand. Yeah, back home in Austria, we 
don't really have wild horses, so I really appreciate working with them when I'm here. And especially my advanced exam horse uh, I had for my exams. He was a really good teacher. He was so wild <laughs> and so scared of everything. And he was, um, yeah, it was an amazing opportunity for me to work with him at the exams and also as I was staying for my internship right away, I could also uh, work with him afterwards in the gentling shoots and the shoots are perfect as they, yeah, like everyone already said, they are safe and um, the horse uh, feels comfortable in them as well and uh, yeah, uh, I love the shoots. <laughs> I really enjoyed working with this sort of untouched wild horses. It really makes you understand how careful you have to be with your body language, how much you affect those horses that you probably see a bit less in the, the more domesticated horses that are a bit more switched off to that. And the um, gentling shoots are incredible. It, you feel like you're just doing a little bit, a little bit, and then you see such an enormous change in the horses, um, quite quickly when you feel like you're working really slowly it's it's really an amazing experience really good uh, it's been a great experience uh, we have had the adrenaline level has been low even though i got the donut penalty today uh, but that's okay um, i learned a lot about my eye contact i've never worked with horses like this before it's been really really great i didn't have a frame of reference for untrained horses. Um, you always learned about pressure and it, through the intro course, through all of the other Monty courses and at home with the, with the trained horses, it's, um, it's much more subtle. So that's good training to start with when you're starting out. Um, but in the advanced course, oh my gosh, uh, it's such a difference to see not only at the eye contact, but the thing that is really sort of stuck with me is the, the concept of pressure and pressure zones and then coming off of pressure and how we have to stay with that to allow the horse to learn how to come off of that and um, it's it's just so um, so amazing and so obvious and so like as they're learning you're learning loads so you're sort of learning together um, in this in this uh, context and uh, and then what's amazing is that we're what Tuesday um, of the second week and all of our project horses um, on various levels have come so far and it's just amazing to see the improvement and how quickly these animals learn especially when we're black and white and when we're um, using methods that are consistent and um, and we're not freaking out we're not being harsh um, and uh, we still get it done and if advanced students can bring horses along that quickly, um, then I think that says a lot for people out there who are working with horses that uh, this is a, an awesome way to go. Yeah, it's a great next step from, uh, if you compare it to the intro course where you really just learn Monty's concepts in general, but once you get to the advanced course, you really learn to apply it in detail and really look at every horse individually and see how much do I really need, like how much pressure does he really need. Um, and yeah, having these starters as our project horses is just great and you really learn to be 
more and more confident and especially with the the untouched ones and working in the gentling shoot that's i mean it's a unique experience here and the facilities you know it's just perfect here um and it really yeah it really tests you like are you able to keep your adrenaline down and be there for the horse when he needs you to be there for him um so yeah you really learn a lot and just like the horses learn a lot as well um yeah what i like about this farm is that in every detail you see that people um, think about how should we do this to make it easy for the horses like the shoots and the round pens and even the the people like everybody's so positive towards the horse like i've seen trainers that you f just feel like why are you working with horses you hate those animals and it's just there's so much cruelty and violence and here you just see that you really don't need it you just have to like use your brain and find a better way i would like to ask um, just in general uh, like the um the your key learning point so if you are like now almost unfortunately time is flying if you have fun so we are almost to the end already uh, with our advanced course right now so i was just interested in like the key learning point uh, so far what you uh, achieved from either the instructors or from your horse or from uh, whatever uh, happened to you in these two weeks uh, what you loved the most that's a very good question because uh, that's why we're here <laughs> um, i think the horses, to understand the horse and to know what you are doing as a person. So the combination of let the horse be himself and then know how you need to interact with that. That's for me very important. And to understand myself better. I think it's, um, it makes us a better person as well. That, well, that's my experience, of course. Um, yeah, these are really, uh, for me, very important key points that I'm looking here in this course. I think um, realizing that I can do the things that I've seen in the demos from Monty, from the instructors, and having the support from the instructors here to realize that if, you know, if I think about things and work it through and follow what they've said, then I, I can do it. And it's amazing to see the things that you can achieves in such a short time. That's really good. I think I have learned mostly uh, about looking, seeing the horse as it is, seeing the small differences, the nuances, and also a lot about myself. You work so much with yourself when you work with horses. It's almost like acting, actually. And some people, and when you talk about, talk about this and you talk with, about this, what, 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 what I do, um, and they go, oh, that would be so nice to try. And in Sweden, I've had a couple of people like really wanting to, but then they go, oh, no, no, you have to, you have to kind of open yourself and, and leave yourself out there with the horse. It's, they really tell you if you're good or, or if you're doing something wrong. It's great. Tiring, but great. Um, I find it quite hard to put into words what I've learned here and we just had to fill in an assessment form and I really struggled and that's 
um, actually says a lot because I normally learn everything terribly cerebrally. I, I put everything in my brain and I have, you know, work everything out and overthink everything. And um, here I'm learning by feel. And that's quite a novel experience for me to um, just absorb everything and learn subtlety and nuance and gentleness and timing and all of those things that just... Uh, come together quietly and can't be written down and distilled and so that's really interesting to learn and 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 I would say a similar thing to you with acting I think you learn this sense of sort of presence where you must get yourself out of the way where you have to be there sort of pure kind of awareness and in the moment which really comes from hours of meditation I think for normal other people who aren't horsey so it's quite a magical thing to transformation to go through. Yeah, um, some of the most amazing things that I've learned here are um, being positive. Everyone here is so positive. Um, and being confident, no matter what happens, just being confident really helps. Um, helps your horse and um, helps you learn so much here. Uh, and especially body positioning has been amazing. Um, being away from it for a little while and coming back, I've learned a ton. Okay, I've had a gazillion light bulb moments. So it's been like just, you know, sort of avalanching along the way. And, uh, and yeah, the sm snowball gets bigger and bigger in a positive way. Um, and really, I think the concepts, um, leadership uh, from the horses who are, you know, sort of mirroring back what you need to learn, um, the instructors who are trying to sort of carry you along and build you up. And then personally, it's like just amazing, amazing stuff. Um, the other parts, the sort of more practical stuff, like the, you know, the dually halter, it, it, it now occurs to me that, you know, it's a great training tool for any horse, but when you take it to the starters, it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. We're dealing with ha having to, to learn the advanced retreat and dealing with the pressure coming off of pressure so that you can school them and work with them so that as you build up the steps and get them to saddling and riding and all of that, that you have something to fall back on. And it never clicked in before. So it was like, ah, yeah. So Denise has, you know, all of the instructors and interns. But I just remember I can, I can hear um, Denise and Anna's voice. I'm sure it will carry with me in dreams forevermore about things that they've said that are just like, boom, okay, that makes total sense now. And it sort of, you know, brings, brings the picture together. Um, the other practical side of it, I think that we're all learning and getting better at, um, are our tools. Like with the um, intro course, you know, you're fumbling around with the lines and so on, and you think you've got it, and now you come back here for the advanced course, and now the horses don't know what you're doing. And, you know, if you're fumbling along or focusing on, on these lines or on the dually halter or, you know, the tack, um, that can make or break the success of your session and your work and the consistency and the communication with the horse. So I've really come to learn to appreciate um, the tools of the trade and um, I have a lot to work on with that but I can certainly see how important it is so I know where I have to go in terms of practice so it's pretty cool. Um, for me I think one of the main uh, learning experiences is to be even more conscious about your body language and your communication where you see it's not um, only about keeping your like raising your energy and then later lowering it again during the join up for example 
but really small things as like do you have your hand open or closed do you have your shoulders slightly up or down and especially the eye contact it's really so critical with these starters and yeah only by doing it here you really realize how important it is um so yeah i think that's one of the main things for me um what i learned here is that being a leader or like being the dominant person um for the horse isn't a bad thing like some people would just make the horse really small and really afraid and push them down and then they say now i'm the leader but i feel like this is not the point the point is to be a good leader and someone the horse can trust in and to make good decisions for the horse so not to put it in a situation where it gets like super freaked out or where it's like really scared to get hurt and that's also why yeah why you have to think about what you do with the horse and then you can be a leader that is super profound ultimately if that horse trusts you to be his leader not because of fear and not because of force but because he trusts you you've learned probably the greatest skill that you can learn and this week we have a trainer's tip from our non-pro champion Rainer and she shares valuable insight and her name is Shannon McCarty Welcome back, Shannon McCarty, who's agreed to come back and give us our trainer's tip for this episode. How are you, Shannon? Good. Good. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more from you uh, about all the the exploits and and wins that you've had down the road since we last talked. But uh, you said something really important, uh, and I thought, let's save that for a trainer's tip, and I would hope that you would share that with us again. Oh, yes, that, and that was to, to not to um, underestimate. The, your best teacher you're going to ever get is, is your horse. Mm-hmm. So if you're, learning, if you're learning to ride and get into this, make sure you have a horse that knows what he's doing. The, the old adage of we're going to learn together, just <laughs> stacking the deck against yourself when you do that. That's awfully hard. That's true. And it, you probably have some personal experience with friends that have done uh, that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've had personal experience with me, myself doing that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we yeah. all have. That's true. I've That's learned true. more from my, my older bridal horse than I have from, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. He, they he are can, good. He can do it. You know, when you do it right, he lets me know that that's right. And this is how we have to do it. And that's what it feels like. And once you can feel that, then it, it, it makes it really easy to learn it. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be so lucky to have a, a really experienced horse. If you, do, if you don't have the ability to have an experienced horse, do you go seek it out? Do you tell people, go find a good trainer who can put you on one that knows what they're doing? Or what do you do? Yes. But, you know, yes. And, and there are horses, you know, I, I just know a lot of people who, you know, and they're, they've decided that they're going to go buy a horse and they are specifically looking for a green horse. Uh. And, that's, you know, it's always baffles me as to why somebody would do that. Because there's a lot of really good, broke you know, horses with a lot of knowledge out there that, you know, your, maybe your upfront cost is going to be a little bit more, mm-hmm. but when you figure out how much you're going to have to spend on the trainer to train your green horse yeah, and you, <laughs> and you. you're going to be money ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good advice, Shannon, I, and I've, I've heard the same. Uh, you know, and that's it's one good way to lose people in our industry, too. It is, because they <laughs> get scared and they get hurt and... 
Mm-hmm. You know, right. you've ruined a, a, you know, a possible up and coming rider and you've probably ruined an up and coming horse too. And an up and coming horse. Exactly. Who would have been probably a great horse had he yeah. been able to be started and completed and finished with a, a good trainer. And there's lots of great trainers out there who are willing yeah. to do it too. And yeah, I really appreciate that tip. And I, and I think a lot of people, um, are doing this for their children as well. You know, they, they adopt a Mustang or that, you know, they'll uh, yeah. get a horse that, you know, somebody says for $500 and they think that that's a great way to do it. I just think we're, we're going to, we're going to lose a lot of people to, uh, oh, to no, back, yeah. back know, just, uh, yeah. or something else. I just like had an argument with somebody the other day about that. And, you know, they're, they're not wanting to spend more than, you know, whatever the dollar amount was, $1,500 on a horse and they were going to get a young one or whatever. Cause that's what they could afford. And I'm going, would you spend $1,500 on his first car? Well, yeah. no, that wouldn't be safe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing between you and the ground now. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And not only that, but they, uh, they, you know, buying the horses is, is the easy part, right? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to pay the same to maintain a horse pretty much, you know, and probably less for one that's really grounded, you know, uh, yeah. well, you're not going to have to do the whole training thing and the hospital yeah. bill and the training of the horse, the training of you and. That's right. That's right. So go get a good, nice, gentle, I don't care what age it is. You know, it's an old soul sometimes at four and five years old, but one that's been around, been around a good trainer, had a good Mm -hmm. start in life, no issues and, uh, and teach yourself up with a good trainer that way. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon McCarty. That's, that's a wonderful tip. I appreciate that. That's going to be in our trainer's tips. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it too on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner or the advanced rider, it doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online too on our forum and there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. In England first, he's going to be in Kent on the 24th of March, then Essex on the 26th of March, and then Somerset on March 28th. And then he's off to Germany. He has three dates in Germany, April 6th, 17th, and 19th. Then, believe it or not, he heads east again to Hungary, April 11th and 12th. He'll be there for a special weekend hosted by his certified instructors. And then he's off to, yes, Australia. Actually, he lands in Shanghai, China. He's very excited about that. But he doesn't work with horses there. He jumps to the to the big down under and goes to Melbourne on the 25th and 26th. And then he's in Shepparton on the 29th. And then he's in Canberra on May 2 and 3. And you can find out all about Monty's schedule and everything else, Monty, at MontyRoberts.com. And you can, you'll see Monty's calendar there, or you can give him a call if you have a question at 805-688-6288. For details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find the links, photos, and all the past episodes. And you can find out all the information about our guests as well. We love your feedback, so please follow us on Facebook under Facebook.com slash MontyRoberts and Twitter at Twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. 
That's right. And many thanks to our sponsors. And be sure to visit all the other great shows on Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours. Thank you.